0: Every week it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and their financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped them craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different pellets that should be celebrated and not judged. This week's guest is Judith Rao. Judy is an amazing woman. You will hear in her story, how she has jumped from being a corporate employee to a self-employed employee. And it's not as easy as you think it might sound. Judy offers services such as training and professional development and team organization development. She also does facilitation and individual coaching, including career growth planning and conflict resolution. I think you're really gonna enjoy the show and be sure to check out the show notes for Judy's contact information and social media to follow her. We hope you are having a great day and that you get a chance to sit back, sip on your favorite wine, whatever it might be. And if you don't have one, try the one that we were tasting together, which is Fulkerson's Pinot Noir.
1: You are listening to Wine and Dime, the podcast that combines two passions, wine and personal finance with your host, Amy Irvine. Amy is a certified financial planner and owner of Rooted Planning Group and author of Uncork Your Finances. You can learn more about Amy by heading over to the website www.rootedpg.com. And now, on to the show. Take it away, Amy.
2: Hey,
0: Judy, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Amy. It's oh, so great to be here. Thank, thank you so you. much. So we're actually drinking a glass of wine today. We are toast. toast. Yes. <laughs> mmm. Um, acrylic glasses so they don't uh they don't clink (laughs) that well today's uh today's uh drink du jour is from fulkerson it's their pinot noir i always Mm -hmm. like to give credit where credit is due indeed and it's quite peppery actually it It is it's very nice very nice um do you have a particular favorite wine that you like i do
2: there's some ones that i particularly care i'm really not a big connoisseur of wine amy but i do like the flavor of um relaxed wine is a german wine but locally oh. i like the fulkerson's diamond yeah. wine
0: oh the diamond. Oh, that. yeah uh-huh. i
2: mm-hmm. do like the diamond wine and there's a couple of others that i really like that i can't think of off the top yeah, of my head anything and i you know if, if the muscata is not too 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 sweet uh-huh. i do like a good muscata too and they have some nice ones here at the wineries yeah mm-hmm. they make some
0: really good sangrias mm-hmm. with Moscata. oh sangrias too i do <laughs> like
2: that as well especially with the fruit marinating overnight. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now I know what we need to take to the women's conference.
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) We don't have to tell anybody.
2: No, 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 no. Just our secret. Just a couple thousand listeners. No problem. No problem.
0: (laughs) So I asked you to be on the show for two reasons, Mm -hmm. right? One reason is that you are going to be our guest speaker, our keynote speaker at the 2019 Financial Women's Conference so sixth excited. year. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. When you said yes, oh, you should have heard the roar. <laughs> oh, Denise. That was an easy was yes. So kind to to invite you. She suggested you. Aww. And we all said, Oh, would she do it? We went out on your website. <laughs> we were looking at all of you have podcasts as well. Yes. We were looking at things that were out on your website. Mm-hmm. Could we get her? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And so we were so excited when you said yes. And I think your topic is so critical mm-hmm. for women to hear. Mm-hmm. And then, second, you have a very long standing career with uh, one of our local companies. Mm-hmm. And you have really, um, really, I think, are a great role model for many young women entering a profession that is very male dominated. Oh, indeed. And, you know, there's that saying, if she can see it, she can be it. Indeed. That's true. So both of those reasons Mm -hmm. um, are the reasons that I was so excited when you said yes to be on our show. Mm -hmm. Because um, I just, I think there's so much to be uncorked (laughs) (laughs) in this conversation. Indeed it is. So tell us a little bit about how your vineyard was formed. Oh my goodness.
2: How much time do we have (laughs) hours and hours? No, I'll try to get I'll summarize it. So I'm the, I think a lot of this has really um, manifested itself just to be the person that I am. My dad, I was born into the military. So my dad was in the military Mm -hmm. air force for 20 years. So I was what they call an army brat. Yeah. And we traveled and moved many, many times throughout my childhood. So I was born in California we lived all over Athens, Greece. We lived in Maryland. We lived in Washington State, California, twice, wow. and we have been a lot of everywhere. I used to say if we didn't if we didn't live in it, drive through it, or fly over it, it did not exist, Amy. <laughs> so yeah, so I had quite a varied childhood. So for that reason, I I got very used to change. Didn't always like it because we would move in the middle of a school year, but it really then trends as uh, trends. Positions itself uh, and manifests itself to my philosophy about my work life. So mm-hmm. when I started, I started off studying engineering at. University of Tennessee in Chattanooga.
0: Mm, beautiful and campus. It is. You've been there. I have. Wow.
2: Yeah. I don't meet very many people that yeah. have been to the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga,
0: y'all. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a friend of mine actually lives in Chattanooga. And what? we've gone to see, yeah. You've gone to see the Mots play? Uh-huh. Well, not the Mott's play, but we've actually been to the campus because oh. she's, I mean, that's where she grew up and oh, she definitely goodness. is. a She she'd have she'd have a whole conversation (laughs) with you that I wouldn't understand.
2: (laughs) Very few people know anything about the mods. So I'm really delighted that you know about the campus. I had a good experience there studying engineering, graduated with two degrees. And it was uh I loved math. Mm -hmm. And at the time they were um there was a big push. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, of course you're all about the numbers, Mm -hmm. right? So it was this big push on getting females and minorities into engineering. And I always looked at it as, oh, gee, you know, I, I can study engineering. I won't have to worry. At the time I was going through college, the recession was on. So we mm-hmm. were in, a, in quite a, a pickle in terms of the country, country in terms of finance, mm-hmm. our finances and our, the economy. And then I, when I graduated with both degrees, I got the second one because they weren't building much. I love civil engineering. Mm-hmm building things, building buildings. Mm-hmm. And so I became an industrial engineer, which talks about efficiencies and all, and people are looking for ways to save money. So it yeah. all makes sense. Yeah. And then fast forward, I, I worked for Mobile Oil Corporation. When I graduated from college, I worked for a, a start, like a startup type of, my mentor had a consulting company work for that. And then I ended up working for Loudoun County Sanitation Authority. I know what happens when you flush. <laughs> And then I then went to, um, we were looking to start a family. Joe and I married when I had a year left in college. Okay. So we ended up here at Corning because the housing was affordable. Yeah, Corning offered me a job. Oh, wow. The pay was good. So I here we came. Joe went to work at Cornell. Yeah. And then I had quite a patchwork quilt type career at Corning. Did everything from engineering to sales, customer service, training went to school at age 40 to get my master's in industrial labor relations, came back as HR. And once again, found myself in transition and here I am Uh, fast forward again. At the end of my career with Corning, it was time for me to retire and I was 55. So, you know, financially, you gotta, you gotta keep moving, right? Keep it moving. We can talk about that as well. But what I did then I had had my consulting practice for a couple of years before I retired, knowing that one day I would go mm-hmm. into full time. And it presented itself sooner than my husband and I expected. But that's what I've been doing since then. It's been about four years, going on four years since I've been retired from corning.
0: So um, I love the, love the engineer to HR. <laughs> I mean, how does that happen?
2: And people are like, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah, I, I totally see you as the HR person, though. I right. mean, I see you as an engineer, but I also see you as the HR person. You're warm um before we even started recording I was sitting here watching you talk and I I said to you you're just beautiful oh and, you're a, very sweet. and that it's I a, could say the same about you well it's that approachability it's that beauty is more than just visual beauty mm-hmm. is warmness and approachability yes. and 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 the ease of which we can talk to each other oh, yes. right mm-hmm. so when um when we had our first meeting when we were planning the uh, financial Women's Conference, and you came, mm-hmm. and um, you were talking about the different topics. Like, yeah. What What do you think women want to hear about? I I just remember after you left, we all just looked at each other and we're like, Oh, she's just gonna be so <laughs> no. She, no pressure, Amy. Is gonna no pressure. Have, no, no, no. I think because tell tell everybody so that I don't spoil it. Tell no. everybody about just a tad bit about the topic that you're going to be chatting about at the conference?
2: Well, there's a lot of talk going on about how you live your best life. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm i honestly, Amy, for the time that I have to speak, I could talk on and on and on about that forever. I'm really having a hard time kind of going, okay, what kind of important messages can I share or messages that might inspire people to either think differently or do differently to get on track? I am such in love with using your strengths yes. to live your best life. And so yes. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to talk about what happens when it's hard to change to get there? You know, I'll talk a little bit about that. And then I, I want to be driven by the questions and engagement I have with the audience. I, I don't believe in sit and get. I mm-hmm. get and sit and experience and let's talk and let's yeah. see what we can do, what I can do or what I can say or what you can say or do with me that can get you on a different trajectory or to get you to try something new.
0: Change is scary. It is. Change is scary. When a lot of times when people come into the office here just mm-hmm. for financial planning, uh-huh. um, they a lot of people think all we do is investments. And, I know, you right. know, and, and when we so start talking more. when we start talking about people living their their I best saw. life mm-hmm the question that I always ask people is if money wasn't a barrier, what would you change in your life? And, and, and people just sort of stare at me for a few minutes Mm -hmm. and they're like, well, I've actually never thought about that. I'm like, okay, that's your homework. You have to go home and you have to think about what would you change in your life? And there there usually isn't a lot of changes. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's some, you Mm -hmm. know, people might want to travel more. Mm -hmm. They might want to put their kids through college without any debt or something, you know, um, but, but, But most of the time we create these barriers for ourselves, right? So Mm -hmm. we don't think we can do these things because we don't think we have the money. That's right. And so creating change within mm-hmm. our lives so that we can do those things is, is possible. Absolutely And when possible. we, when we commit to those changes, mm-hmm. it, we see it come true, right? Exactly. But, but change is very scary. It is. I mean, is. change is very scary. When you retired four years ago, that was a change mm-hmm. in your life, right? Huge.
2: It was an identity shift.
0: Huge.
2: It's yeah. like, and I, and I don't mean to, to lighten or uh, mis-equate something with something else, but I will tell you. Very much, it felt like a divorce. If that makes any oh, sense. To we you. talk about grieving. Oh, we it is, talk about it, it people, was totally yeah. a process of grieving. Yeah, there when, was
0: when people retire. Um, so there's a couple different classes I've gone through in the course of my career, mm-hmm. and we talk about grief a lot, oh, yeah. and and how to help our clients with grief. Good idea. And grief is grief is not always like a bad thing. Oh. Grief it, it can be. Um, the the changing of a career. It can Correct. be leaving one job and going to another job. It, it can be your children going off to college. Absolutely. Uh, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. but it's still a loss. It's a big change, um, and it is a loss. You know, so it's interesting that you say it's almost like a divorce is definitely, you know, a grieving mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that that's, you know, the word that you chose, yeah. even though you yes. chose to retire, which yeah. is a celebratory thing. Yes. So you made that change, yes. and now you're helping you're helping other people through coaching, yes, and through public speaking, yes. Hopefully, yes. talk about these changes sure. that they fear that mm-hmm. they need to get over, and mm-hmm. I used air quotes when I said that, <laughs> um, in order to open up these possibilities correct. in our lives. That's and correct. Um, I don't know about you, but it's always sad for me when I hear somebody say. I only have 5 more years until I retire. I know. I'm like, oh my god. 5 years of a long. I know. Time. I know it is so true. Oh, I know. Um what can we do to make that a good 5 years? I Oh my goodness.
2: Um I would and I'm I'm not a huge fan of a lot of strategic planning in terms of personal. I love strategic planning, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can overplan, uh-huh. And then when things don't happen, it can mm-hmm. become another source of disappointment. Mm-hmm. So I don't say you don't plan. I just think um, just aspire, you know, do things, plan something, oh, one thing each year mm-hmm. that you aspire to do or be or experience that then you can put another, you know, another realm of learning onto your whole life experience
0: what made you want to shift from engineering into HR? What was, what was that drive? I oh just keep goodness. going back to that. No, because-
2: I think it's, it's a very fair <laughs> question. And I will go back to the day when I was good at math in high school and people are saying, Oh, you're good at math. You should be an engineer. You'll never have to worry about being unemployed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very practical decision to go seek out engineering. And then once I did that, I, had to go down the list of the disciplines and it's like, I don't like what I can't see electricals out. I don't really care for chemicals. That's out. Ended up on civil because it was the only real tangible other than architectural engineering, mm-hmm. civil engineering, you build bridges, there's roadways. I mean, there are tangible for your work. There's a thing. Yeah. And so that's what drove me to that. Mm-hmm. Now I will tell you, even though I wouldn't be who I am without that experience without that education, Nothing is wasted, I believe, that mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Right. Absolutely. Even the worst things are not wasted. Um, What happened is <laughs> when I got into working for corporate America, I've had, I've had probably three jobs by then working for various entities. I recognized I like people. And I know that people say, don't go into HR if you really like people. I know that's the advice. But then I disagree with that For mm-hmm. me, it mm-hmm. was the right thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. But you were more on the development side too. I, I was
2: were. so in, in according what I did was believe it or not work with specs I was part of the triangle of a salesperson uh, like a product engineer and then a customer service person. you have the person going out mm-hmm. connecting with the customer so a customer service person into the order and I worked with the, with the customer on specifications for then the manufacturing people do it. The manufacturing team to make the product. Mm-hmm. And so, even when I did that, I found myself concentrating not necessarily on the specs per se, but how did we make the product and what's going wrong with mm-hmm. the team and mm-hmm. what's going wrong that we can't make the product the way that the customer likes. And so, one of my favorite achievements was working with the team in manufacturing, where we kept saying it meets spec, you know, you throw up your hands, it meets the specs, so what's the problem? Mm. And so, talking with the customer, i go visit them and they'd say, we can't work with this nonsense. This is, this is crap. And it's like, but it needs to spec. It's crap. So we had the, we worked <laughs> and the team actually went to the, um, to the, to the actual company, use their own product. They were shown how to use, put their product in the machine and they could see and feel and hear the problems with the, with mm-hmm. the product, which led them to have, led them to having more, meaningful discussions back when we went back to the plant mm-hmm. what else can we do mm-hmm. so there was a locked and loaded we meet the speckle true customers not happy let's go find out first time a a, a a team of production team would go to a customer first time it ever happened we won a quality award for it the Should whole team then. yeah yeah it was that was one of the best experiences i've had but it wasn't because it was about the specs it was really about Getting
0: people to work together mm-hmm. Collaborate. Mm-hmm. and collaborate, and that's what a lot of HR is around. Is. I mean, there's different sections there of is. HR, so there like the benefits section, yeah, I mean, there's the benefit section, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different areas of HR, but mm-hmm. but I think that um, you you know where your, I mean, where your focus became was more on that on that development side for sure, and that's exactly. that's what you're known in our community for. <laughs> that, Thank you. That um, uh, whether you call it an official mentor or an mm-hmm. unofficial mentor. Mm-hmm. People think of you as—I mean, the number of people I've run into since we started talking about the fact that you're going to be this speaker—they're like, "Oh, she helped me in so many ways." I think, I think I you're going to—you're probably going to be bombarded at the conference because wow, there's so, so many people's lives that you indirectly or directly touch oh, throughout well, the course you. of your wow. career. So, so we are very, very, very excited to have you. And I want to touch base uh, next kind of in the the development stages. But first, we're just going to allow a word from our sponsor, who happens to be the Southern Tier Financial Women's Conference. Today's sponsorship is the Women's Financial Conference of the Southern Tier. It is our sixth year in offering this conference, and we're very excited about our guest speakers, as we've already mentioned, with Judy being one of our keynote speakers. Have you spent the time and energy planting your roots, building your vineyard, and you want to grow your financial wine age properly? Well, attend this conference because we think that that's exactly what's going to happen. Do not miss out on this event on November 16th. It is a Saturday, all day event. We are very excited that, again, it is at $25 per event. And if you're interested, just go to bit.ly, so that's bit.ly backslash women's finance c-o-n-f-19 for more information or call 607-664-2300 and now back to our show So welcome back to the show. As I mentioned before, we are speaking with Judy Rouse. She is an amazing young woman that's sitting next to me. And uh, I'm to pay you. <laughs> <laughs> and I I always I always for some reason want Is it Rouse or is it row? It's row. See. Like I row your boat with an E. Yeah, yes, you know we're right? all good. I, I always and I always ask that question. I always get it wrong. But now that you've given me a um, row your boat with an E, I am good to no- go. I am wow. very much an analogy person, so no, good, I'm good. good. That's how I made it through any of the <laughs> um, non-math courses. <laughs> oh my gosh. You can never offend me. So you're fine. You're
2: absolutely fine.
0: We actually have an employee here. Her name is Sandy Rao. I mean, that's how she pronounces really? it. It's Rao, I And it's see? R-O-W-E. Really? Yes. So that's why I think I always get it mixed up. It
2: is. But I've actually heard another person say, is it Rowie?" Oh, Rowie, And I'm like, Mm, no. I, so I said, okay. <laughs> but there's a number of people that have that last name here, which I find really fascinating. Because you're cause not husband, from here, originally. No, my yet? husband's from <laughs> Alabama. So
0: go figure. So your husband was from Alabama. Mm-hmm. You were... Uh, from everywhere. Yes. Um, if you couldn't fly over, it didn't drive through it, then you it didn't, didn't exist. exist. Right on. Right on. <laughs>
2: it's just the truth. Our truth anyway.
0: So your, but your kids were pretty much predominantly raised in this area, they right? They were raised. They born and raised. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they've now moved on to other areas they of have. the country. It, do they still consider corning home? Yes. Yeah.
2: And I think it, it's like my philosophy because we moved around a lot. I People say, well, where's your hometown? And I didn't really have one, which just felt odd. But I said, wherever my parents are is where home is. Oh. And that's the way I think of it. Even today, you know, my parents are now in um, Aberdeen, Maryland. Oh, beautiful yeah. area there. It's really nice. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Um, and so they, um, they, that's their home. They've come back where they grew up, but just wherever they are is where home is. And mm. I hope that my sons feel the same way about joining me.
0: Great. Are you, are you looking to, um, on the coaching side, um, mm-hmm. are you looking to continue to grow this? This is your encore career. This yes, is, it is. This is your, encore is like, career. I like the way you said that. <laughs> encore. <laughs> encore career. Yay. Yeah. Um, what do you hope to get out of, first of all, the fact that you, you left the corporate world. I did. And you said you um, you were you had started the business, the consulting business, just a couple of years before to sort of lead into like, yes. okay, yes, yes, I've got this. This is working now. Mm-hmm. It's becoming an actual business that mm-hmm. is taking time away from my actual quote unquote job, and mm-hmm. and now I can leave my corporate job and go into this. Yeah, this- I mean, you're
2: so flattering. Why was not like that?
0: I'll
2: be honest with you. So it was um, there was enough change at Corning where it was an agreement where it was like, you know, it's time to for us to part ways. And I'm not saying it in any disrespectful way because Uh Corning has been a phenomenal company to me. I wouldn't have any of the skills that I use now in my practice without having those experiences at Corning. But it wasn't something my husband and I planned. I'll be honest with you about that. But I did plan one day to do exactly what you described. It just happened sooner than we expected. So when it came time for me to leave Corning when I turned 55, uh, I said to my husband, I said, Joe, you know, we're going to be down a salary it's, and the boys are still in college. Oh. Went, oh my God. Yeah. It was like one of those situations. So he goes, well, because we're going to talk about money. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, he says, you have your business. Go for it. I'm like, seriously? He said, well, yeah, absolutely. He said, go for it. And so that's when I did that. I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I had all those negative self-talk and fears about being on my own. I'm sure you could probably relate. Oh, I'd gosh. love to hear that. Yeah. And um it's it, and then I had this I woke up one night and I had this image of me walking up and down Market Street putting flyers on people's windshields. <laughs> Please hire me. We'll work for food or money, you know. <laughs> or so, why yeah, or why? Wine. <laughs> why that's even better. So, you know, and it and it has been I've been incredibly blessed. I can tell you that I have a phenomenal family that's been supportive, my husband's been supportive, and I have a num a numerous people that Just like they say, I've positively impacted them. They have absolutely impacted me as well. And I get most of my business comes from word of mouth with people Mm -hmm. being so kind to say good kind things or Mm -hmm. hire me other places. And I'm just grateful
0: when, when people say to me, I don't know about to you, but when people say to me, you're like an overnight success. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) 25 years in the making. I mean, (laughs) this didn't happen overnight. There's been a lot of blood, sweat and tears and momentum is momentum. Yeah. It looks like things are extremely successful now because once, once you success breeds success, Right. right? So once you get to a certain level, then it just, it happens at that point in time. But, you know, the 20 some years leading up to it was, you know, it It was hard and it was a lot of, you know, a lot of insecurity. And even five years ago when I decided to spin off on my own, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, the craziness in my head (laughs) that was going on. I mean, you know... The successes, you know, five minutes later, I'm like, oh, should I really be doing this? It's a lot. I think, I think for um, you had some challenges going on too, because you had some kids in college. Of course, there's nothing more like there's, uh, for me, there's nothing that's more that won't drive me more when there's pressure. Oh, yeah. Right. So you have a couple, you have a child. Was it both of your children? Both of them. One was finishing
2: up and the other one was had like another year or so to go. So
0: there's nothing like motivation when you're looking at, the, the, uh, nice thick college bill come in, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and so you made the decision a little bit earlier than you wanted yes. to, and you and your husband sat down and thought about the economics mm-hmm. of all of it. Mm-hmm. What was besides the emotional fear of it? And yes, the financial fear, what were some of the other, you said the, the fear that was in your head, what yeah. were some of the other fears that were there? Well, the, the fear of really
2: not you know, I'll be honest because I'm going to talk about that at another conference about yeah. not feeling like I have enough, I'm good enough to do this. Wow, 27 I know, years right? of experience. Well, I more know. than 27 it's years 20, of experience. Yes. But
0: all of those years of experience yeah. and you walked out like you felt like you weren't good enough.
2: I wasn't. And I said, what if somebody asked me? My big One of my biggest fears was, what if somebody asked me to do something I don't know how to do? Well, you know, now I know I can say no. Wow. But then on the other hand, I know that I can say Yes. And I can figure it out. So I have enough experience now and I have enough self-talk that says, you know, I even say, come on, Judy, you can do this. And and then I can move forward on it.
0: I, I, I think we need to dig into this at another conversation (laughs) because no, I seriously, because a lot of, I, I, sometimes it's, it's very lonely running your own business and, um, the emotion that goes beyond that, and mm-hmm. the conversations that go on in your head. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't mean this uh, to be any to, to be disrespectful for people that truly have schizophrenia. Yeah. I don't. I don't mean that. But honestly, sometimes I, that's what's going on in it my is. head. Like yeah. I have these conversations. My husband will say, "Who are you talking to?" Because. <laughs> There's no words coming out of my mouth, but I have this particular look on oh my, my face God. and I'm completely silent. And uh-huh. He's like, if antennas could come out of your head, they... <laughs> What's the frequency? I like, There's clearly like an internal conversation sure. that's sure. taking place. And you know, those cartoons that they used to have with like the angel on one side yes. and the devil yes. on the other. Yeah. Well, that's, it, they may not be an angel and a devil, but sometimes that is, yeah. if you could visualize what's going on in you. my head and it sounds like the same thing for it you. Is. It is. And yet people look at you and think, oh, she would never have self-doubt. Oh, that's right, because so people say that to me. Like, I'm sure they you have do. Oh, I'm like, oh, You got me, right? No. Right. Even today, I have moments of doubt. I, I think that's what keeps me fresh, too. Yes. But, yes. but even today, I have those moments of doubt. So, so what are your doubts? Well, you know, it's fun. who's who's doing. The I worst? know. I know. Sorry, I have to ask. I had to ask. Sorry. You know, you know, I think it's the same thing as what you were saying. Um, are people going to realize I'm a fraud? <laughs> no. Like I think I'm what, what, When am I going to realize? Like, yeah. no, I mean, I love what I do and I love uh, finance with all of my heart and every ounce of passion. Mm-hmm. And, and I know I'm well educated around are. it. You're you know? amazing. Um, but there's always that every once in a while there's like, Oh my gosh, Am am I going to meet somebody who's smarter than me? Oh. And I I'm to surround myself with people sure. that are smarter. than That's with, the way to go. That's the beautiful
2: thing. Mm-hmm. That's a great leader. Does it, that?
0: Well, you know, I, oh, mm-hmm. good. I'm glad that I'm a great leader because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people on this team that are a heck of a lot smarter than me. And mm-hmm. and yeah, at the same time, um, I just I think I I worry that I think actually my fear is because people are depending on me for their income. Yes. A um, heavy lift. If if there is a failure of any way in this firm, mm-hmm. then how am I going to protect them? Yes. You know, how are okay. they going to be protected and sheltered? Sure. When it was just me, it was like, well, I could always just go get a job. <laughs> like, ugh, kill me, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. You <laughs> have a but, lot of responsibility, <laughs> but that is a fear. It's like that's what would keep me clients life. keep me up at night oh. um, because you know just worrying about their situations sure, sure. and trying to think if I looked at every aspect of potential, um, wrong, Mm -hmm. what could potentially go wrong in their financial plan. So, you know, they're, they're depending on me. So Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I thought of, um, all the things that could go wrong and Mm -hmm. how we can, um, Champion on all the things that go right. Sure. Um, So those are trying to minimize risk and uh, and do all the upsides that you can to to give them gains. Yeah. So those are the things that I still have like worries about and doubt about. And it's not so much the doubt side as it is just rethinking situations. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of playing it out over your mm -hmm. head. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of reviewing it, making sure you've
2: done all all the right things.
0: Yeah. Putting putting in perspective, like the years of experience, and saying, "Sure, okay." Has there been any other clients that have been potentially hit oh, with this? And how okay. did we react to it? And would we react the same? And how is the situation different? So mm-hmm. it's kind of putting those those things in. Mm-hmm. I wanna shift gears for just a quick sure. quick moment. Um I, I would love to know, I've asked this question of a lot of women guests that have mm-hmm. been on the show. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a moment in time in your professional or personal life where uh, as a woman you've ever been told that you're not good at money?
2: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and honestly, um, and you're looking with that look like, how dare they? I know. <laughs> I know. Right. And so I, I, and at the time you really don't recognize that that's what it is. You're a woman and they think, you know, like that. And even now, sometimes I battle that with, you know, depending who we have in our inner circle to help us either advise us on something or taxes are the big thing. Now, yeah. Now that I'm in business for myself yeah. and that's a big, a big worry for me is yeah. to say, okay, are we doing all the right things for our taxes? And so my husband wants to do everything and he thinks it, I can fix the plumbing. I can go up and do electrical work. And oh, by the way, I can do your invoices, taxes, and I can also do your PowerPoint presentation. What else do you need? So it's like, no, you know, let's get some, let's, you know, don't scare me. Uh, Give me some professionals in here. I, not that I don't love you and I don't trust Jenny, but I really want somebody else looking at it. So that's, that's been the, the, the fault of that. And, you know, and even he and I, but together, we, you know, not, Unlike some couples, but a lot more couples are keeping things separate, yeah, and we don 't do that, so we pull yeah. we both have accounts in different places, but we both are on them yeah. and so there I still remember a time when we were young in our marriage, and I remember you know getting a, a stipend to to do the move for when I worked for Mobile Corporation when Mobile oil Corporation in Virginia, and it was a lot more expensive than Tennessee, so we got this big fat check back then it was a thousand dollars it's like Wee! i didn't even once think about taxes nor did Joe. and so we were right i was writing checks and this big fat bill came in from the irs saying hey you owe a thousand dollars and it's like we don't have a thousand dollars get the coupons out and then when he started like nitpicking the bill thing i just threw the i threw the checkbook at him i said well then you like i do it you do it dad so i mean we've had that battle back and forth and now we've kind of gotten into the middle where we kind of strike our group. But yeah. again, it's mainly been just us finding our balance, but then also finding good people to surround yourself, yeah. my, ourselves with that both respect not only him, but respect me as well.
0: Right. You know, women have a tendency. First of all, I always get really annoyed because women have a tendency to work or live longer. Mm-hmm. So, they do. um, so they need to know everything that's going oh, yes. on. And I'm not saying that guys don't, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen situations that mm-hmm. have been the opposite way, but the majority of the time it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always encouraging our clients, our women clients to mm-hmm. really be in the know. Sure. And, um, it, it'll be probably about three or four more months, but I'm going to have a young woman on the show oh. when things close. Mm-hmm who elected intentionally to let her husband handle all of the finances and she would handle other aspects of the sure, marriage. Sure. And the consequences of her situation are, you will cry oh, when my. you listen to this podcast. Wow. Um, she was served with papers oh and that led down a road that, you know, now she had no idea no idea. No idea. And hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt taken out in her and her kids. She's financially ruined. It has been a battle. We've gotten most of it, um, uh, because it was identity theft, we have sure. gotten most of it uh, removed from her mm-hmm. her credit, and forgiven on her side, it became his responsibility. They were able to prove it. but oh, but it, it required court. it oh, required attorneys. So um, you know, even her pension oh, he even took money from her pension. That's awful. And so you know, when I hear people when I hear women say, "I'm not good at money," or you know he mm-hmm. handles that, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Wait till you hear this show. You know, yeah. you, you, this has got to be the one show that a lot of women listen to because mm-hmm. it's going to be really super critical mm-hmm. that it is that more and more women get involved in the conversation. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So I want to um, be respectful of your time, well, but you. I I want to talk about two two final questions, sure. and I think it's going to get to the core of of you as a person. Okay. So I love to close our podcast with the question of. If, well, I'm going to ask you three questions. If money <laughs> if money wasn't a barrier for you and your husband, mm-hmm. what would your life, what would you change in your life? Mm, boy, I probably would change what
2: I'm, in some ways I change what I'm doing so that I can do it for more people mm. without having to worry about making money yeah. to live off of to do that. I probably would open a foundation of some sort. Uh-oh. I've got so many, in my head, I have so many, things that I'm passionate about in helping people to, to get a leg up yeah. that I really would love to do something like that. And even now I know that it's still not impossible. Yeah. I just need to get to a financial place where I can do that. And then I want to, I want to clear up my kid's school debt. You know, I would love to just pay that off and then have them start clean with yeah. having their own responsibilities and, and debt. Yeah. It's just a, amaz- It's just um, amazingly hard to, to watch that. Yeah. Knowing that I had it, even though I had some debt, I didn't I wasn't nearly in the same situation they it's were. Tough
0: for kids now.
2: It is, it is. And I think what mm. I would do is I'd tell my husband to retire. <laughs> would he die I would <laughs> I think he would. Yeah. If we were financially set and money wasn't an object, I could easily see us um him us moving into a different house that's flat, mm. not a whole mm. lot of steps as we're getting mm. older, with a place where he can just play, do woodworking. He's a phenomenal woodworker. Oh. I'm noticing the beautiful wood. My husband, he's, he's, yeah. he's fantastic. I yeah. love, I noticed the pieces because yeah. my husband does similar work. Yeah. And so I would just want him to play because he's worked incredibly hard and even working incredibly hard to support me and the kids as, mm-hmm. as I'm doing, doing this next
0: chapter, this oh, encore, this encore career. Yeah, And then I would love to know your definition of success.
2: To me, success is. Having my, to me, success is at the end of the day, having a sense of peace and accomplishment, no matter what that looks like. And it's different for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely different. Like for one person, it could be this. Somebody, it could be that. For me personally, success looks like that. I've done a really good job. I've made a difference. And that there's more to come.
0: So the final question I have, Mm -hmm. what do you do to recharge? Oh,
2: I... I actually like, I didn't think I would because I never have. I like taking a nice soak in the bathtub. I do. I like reading um, fashion magazines. I love fashion. (laughs) And I really like to shop. But I don't have to buy anything. I just like going to look. You know, I like seeing. That's my other thing I would do, too, is make designer clothes for women of a certain age. I have all these interests. Amy, don't even open up that box. So, I like that. And honestly, uh, I had a friend of mine and there's, I like going to spas. Like I don't get to go often. I don't treat myself that often, but I do like to go and, um, relax at a nice spa with a friend. And, you know, those are things that really, those are things that really re- recharge me. And I appreciate them having the opportunity to do them.
0: I want to go back to that whole designer clothes for a certain it. each I thing. Know, that's what I
2: want to do. I really I have this vision my one desire and if anybody out there can help me, email me. I want to go to that. fashion week. I don't care where. In New York City Fashion Week. I want to go to fashion week. Hey, I don't want some to be out. Will you please? Yeah. yeah. I mean if you did that I would be like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'll do three conferences for you." But um a friend of mine and I have been going. I, I always imagine us being like I love Lucy Ethel Mertz and, and and Lucy figuring out how to get into Fashion Week and <laughs> pretending to be bloggers or pretending to be fashion critics or something and dressing up in crazy clothes. But here's what I was thinking: I pretend, just do it. I what I am talking <laughs> about. Somebody <laughs> said, someone's. I, I think it was Randy Hewitt and I were talking. She says, you just get a clipboard and put a Larry behind, could it put a badge around your neck and act like you're important and nobody will ever know. That's I said right. that's an idea. Would. I would so think about that, but I've always wanted to go and I've always, and I have dresses in my head that I would like to make.
0: Oh my god! I just need to be
2: paired with somebody. I've had a, one dress that I've made, a commission to make, mean there's a couple of more I have in my head that would be good for women of a certain age. That
0: is so cool. <laughs> I so, so I have I to tell it. you, when when you open up questions, <laughs> so when I when I introduce people at the, the women's conference, yeah. I always like to... Include like a little so like bit, like a fun of, fact, yeah. This little like you would never think this about this right, person, right. although you are very stylish, you always are very stylish. But the one thing that I just you you have floored me a little bit about and <laughs> was that you would like to go to fashion. I Week. would, I would, I swear, I do. I would, I would.
2: And every, every time I go by the Hilfiger place, I think mm-hmm. if I just connected with somebody that. Connected with Tommy Hilfiger, maybe he could get me in. <laughs> He's from know. this area. I don't. You must
0: know her, his sister Betsy. No, oh my I'm gosh, I've probably on every her
2: under the sun. I probably have met her, but not enough that I could go, okay.
0: "Hey, how are you doing?"
2: But you know what? I always thought that there, and I think that there's here's a way I could go. I would in turn. I have this whole vision. Oh, so, so you've seen that. already figured in turn, Right? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's totally me in the fashion industry. It is. it is but you're then i'm old it. enough i know but yes i am but I, i'm telling you i thought about that and i thought but then i watched the other day i watched what's that what's that movie with robert de niro sure. no, oh. no 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 mm. oh the devil wears Prada. <laughs> i'm like oh and i totally could not do that i probably would only last like two seconds and they would never have anything in their oh, fashion God. stuff thing to fit my body they fit one thigh <laughs> and so they probably go she's out so okay so she's got <laughs> me laughing so hard i'm crying <laughs> this i think it is so much fun so anyway i'm just putting it out there in the universe i am i'm putting it out there it's like okay say a couple of prayers and maybe it'll happen oh. no maybe it will happen, it will will happen. happen. it'll happen and then i want
0: to come back on and tell you how it i i and i there's so many there's so many parts of our conversation oh. today that i'm like I'm going to have to pick these out. You're going to have to have, I'm going to have to back. To do a series. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. It's been so, such a delight. It's, it has been such a delight. And I want to say thank you so you much so for squeezing welcome. us into your schedule. Because I know you had, poor... you put us after a full day of <laughs> speaking already, and you're off to see a client this evening. Yes. So we just want to say thank you so much. Thank we want you. to say thank you so much for. Speaking yeah. at the Financial Women's Conference, we are going to have some information in the show notes about the conference, about your business, mm-hmm. um, Thank you. your website, um, yes. just if people are looking for some coaching, yes. you know, they can certainly reach out Please to do. you and Please do. they would be lucky to have you as Well,
2: so <laughs> and here's, here's the thing is that I find it easy to do, to give time to things that are important to me also. And I didn't even know you existed until you reached out to me. And now that I know that you exist, I feel... Um, a compassion for all that you all do to help women know what they need to do to take care of themselves. Because if you're not financially solvent, you don't have, it's just like you're starting off in negative. And so I think that I find that that is important, very important work. So I want to thank all of you Mm, for what you. you do. And I, it's my pleasure to be a small part of yeah. all the, the, the good stuff that you're doing in the community.
0: Finding it does money doesn't make you happy, but it, it gives you choices. It,
2: it gives you choices, yeah. and it can make it can make your life really really easy
0: mm-hmm.
2: or really really hard.
0: Yeah,
2: and I I see too many women struggling because of those situations yeah. where they don't have enough of the knowledge to really make the best choices for them. Or their they, yeah.
0: Right. And they're stuck in a situation. They are. Yeah. It's not good for anyone. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I know. So. You have. Thank you for all that you're doing. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Welcome to the Nourish Your vine section of the podcast, where we take just a few minutes to answer some of your questions. Joining me for this section today is Kate Welker.
3: Hey, Kate, what kind of question do you have this week? Hi, Amy. I've been seeing a lot of, I'll call it noise and questions around how do you recession proof your life and your finances?
0: Oh yeah, that's a great question. And I think we've all been hearing a little bit about that. What what are some of the
3: suggestions that you're providing? Well, I would tell people that what we generally recommend anyway is steps to have just a good, solid financial foundation are the things to really focus on. If you're worried about a recession, coming. like having an emergency fund, maybe. And exactly <laughs> having an emergency fund built up and maybe now if things are going OK for you would be the time to focus on putting a little extra in there if you're worried about what might be coming. Um, another thing is your budget, really being on top of that budget and knowing where your dollars are, are going.
0: Yeah. Um, awareness, right? Yes. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I released a podcast about mindfulness and I think this is one of those things that people don't relate mindfulness to some of their spending sometimes, but exactly. this is a perfect, perfect uh, time to be very, very, very mindful of some of the things that um, you're spending your money on to maybe be able to build up that emergency fund a little bit more. And even when it comes to the portfolio, I know a lot of people are asking me what kind of changes should we be making in the portfolio. Um, I've, I've at this point in time been telling folks like, let's just keep an eye on things. You know, we don't, we don't have a crystal ball, unfortunately, so we don't know if a recession is going to be a long recession, a short recession, a mild recession, a major
3: recession. You know, we yes. aren't seeing. We, we aren't seeing that crystal ball <laughs> absolutely if you've if you have a good plan and you know when we work with clients if you have that allocation plan out that's why we have it there for ups mm-hmm. and downs and just to kind of hold steady to the course
0: any other tips that you've been giving or suggestions that you've been giving to people as they've been bringing this topic up
3: i would say just the same things kind of along the initial concept of you know looking at your expenses looking at payments if you're thinking about maybe getting a new vehicle really look at, should we go, should we upgrade to the next hundred dollar payment? Or maybe think about what's coming in our future and just be aware of, again, that awareness where your money is going and what you should be doing with it in the meantime.
0: Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us for the, the end of the call, the end of the podcast. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. Kate can be reached at kate at rootedpg.com. You can always send a general email to info at rootedpg.com. We hope y'all have a great day.